Blog Talk Radio. Twitter and just just go ahead and hit uh, at the Madden voice 
and uh, you got us live and direct. We are here, and uh, you know we're ready to do this. Week two is in the books, and uh, next next is week three, which is um, traditionally dress rehearsals, where starters will play. It varies from team to team, but you can pretty much count on a half to three quarters from starters. Um, some teams will be more cautious than others. Um, I know Des Bryant is going through the concussion protocol. He will not be playing uh, in the next game. Uh, doesn't look like Zeke is going to be playing. Originally they said he would, but I think they're trying to be cautious with, with his hamstring. So, you know, each team will determine how much they want their starters out there. The object, uh, and we're going to talk a lot about preseason because I've been in a lot of discussions about preseason with people. Um, but in my opinion, the object of preseason is really, one, evaluate talent, and two, to kind of scrape off that rust and get these guys in season form. And that's why you see a combination of veterans and, and stars. But you don't want to come out – or uh, rookies – but you don't want to come out with unnecessary injuries. Uh, we, we, can, we can go down the list of people that have had season-ending injuries, stars, in the preseason, and you really want to avoid that if at all possible. But but we're going to talk about that. But the first topic uh, actually popped up last Tuesday, the day of the show, and I didn't get to cover it on the show. And and and, and normally I probably wouldn't have covered it, um, but or maybe I did touch on it briefly in the show. I don't remember. But I I, I really wanted to pick K Star's brain on this, being the Pittsburgh Steer, Steeler guru and being the uh, cowboy hater that he is. I got into a pretty intense discussion with someone on the Jerry Jones Hall of Fame uh, uh, nomination, and this person felt that since the Cowboys haven't, in his mind, done anything relevant in 20 years, um, why would Jerry Jones be nominated to the Hall of Fame? I uh, explained it to him in my eloquent way, but, you know, and what really got me is even Cowboy fans we're jumping on the bandwagon saying, no, Jerry doesn't deserve it. Now, before I explain to the Madden, Madden voice audience why he does, I want to ask K-Star. K-Star is a football guy. He's been around a long time, follows the game, but he's a cowboy hater. So, K-Star, in your opinion, <laughs> with what you know about this nomination, and I don't know what you know, I don't know how much you've read up on it, does Jerry Jones deserve to be nominated and ultimately inducted into the Hall of Fame? So you say I'm a Cowboys hitter. <clears throat> I don't know if that's uh, necessarily yeah. true. I'm, yeah. I'm just on the show with a couple of Cowboys fans, so maybe relative to you guys, I am. But no, what yeah. I will say is, what I will say, uh, <laughs> I actually think he does belong in the Hall of Fame. I really do. I'm actually surprised that there's some contention. Although Can you dig I realize it? that. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? I mean, for K-Star to say that, you got to dig it. Can you dig it? But go ahead, K-Star. Yeah, I mean, for there to be opposition, to me, it it stems from the fact that there uh, there clearly are, are people who have way too much hate in their heart for the Cowboys, more so than I actually do, because when I look at it from a, hey, does this person belong in the Hall of Fame standpoint, you know, you got to look at it more objectively. You know, he's more than just the Cowboys owner, he's more of an NFL, uh, you know, leader in, in terms of how the NFL functions and how it's gotten to the height that it has. And really, <clears throat> you know, one of the top lieutenants, I would, I would call him to, to Roger Goodell. I mean, he's a very influential guy. And, 
you know, uh, it, it like I liken it to, and I'm sure it's been thrown around, um, you know, to actually, T, I believe you said this last week as well. I listened to it. Uh, the Steinbrenner situation in the Yankees, right? It's like, yeah, the, the dude's won how many how many rings, right? You know, that, that franchise has been as relevant as it has for how many years, ever, forever, you know, and when there's an owner change, you know, and, and that happens, sometimes the brand dips, you know, for, for whatever reason. So when you look at it from a complete composite, I think that from the NFL standpoint, he's been a, a terrific leader in, in, in broadening the game and enhancing the game in, in many ways, especially on the business front. But as an owner as well, he's like, what hasn't he done? That's the question I guess I would ask those who are against it. Okay. And you're right. We did, we did, we did touch on it last week. Now that you say that, but, um, um, but I, I appreciate, I appreciate that honesty. And, and what I really appreciate about it is you mentioned the non-football stuff because he's being nominated for as much of the non-football stuff. And when I say non-football, I mean on the field, specific competition stuff. It's just as much that as it is the three Super Bowls. And that's what I think Cowboy fans and people out there don't understand. But I see we have a fourth member. Wait a minute. I got to bring him on. The man, the the, the soon-to-be-married man, is with us tonight, the doctor of philosophy. We have a full crew. Hey, hey, the gang is all here. Dr. Train, welcome to the Madden Voice. What's up, EJP? K-Star. <laughs> uh, what's up, Trey? It's been a while. It's been a while talking to all of you guys, honestly. We've only been really in touch through Facebook. I know, man. Yeah, man. I miss your voices a little bit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, with some of the stuff K-Star posts, I, I almost want to do like a segue show called The Political Voice. Um, you know, and, 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 and educate that young man, but you know, we can't, we can't be everything to everybody, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But man, man, I you make me want to start another show, bro, you know, and get, get, get on that politics bandwagon, but we're not going to do that tonight. At least not yet. Okay. Oh um, <laughs> all right. Um, while we're on the Cowboys, um, I, 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 I do want to, I do want to mention a couple things. First of all, Des Bryant does have a concussion. Um, he tweeted that he's going to be okay. And, you know, realize that in today's world, if you saw the movie Concussion, it should really put the whole concussion protocol in the, into uh, some sort of context. If you haven't seen Concussion, go see it. Uh, Will Smith does an incredible job, as, as he does with every at role he plays, it seems like. But, yeah, I, I had no idea. And maybe K-Star... You being the Pittsburgh Steeler aficionado knew about the whole Mike Webster uh, stuff that went on. I had no idea that Mike Webster. I mean, yeah. I remember Mike Webster from the Super Bowl, day, and uh, I had no idea that he went through what he went through. I mean, yeah, um, I, I knew a little bit about it. I just didn't realize to what extent. All, the only thing I knew about Webster, you know, uh, was I heard that he was going through some, you know, posts playing days, like concussion-type, you know, sicknesses. And at the time, obviously, I didn't really knew, know what it meant. I just figured that, you know, maybe it was just having a hard time dealing with the physical uh, residual effect of playing for so long in the NFL. But I didn't realize it was to that kind of dementia degree. And that was a great movie. I saw that. And that was a tough movie to watch, by the way, because it's like <laughs> it's like you're watching 
you know, it's like your 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 love is on trial, right? Like, and your your wife, for instance, and they're accused of murder, and all these evidence, all the evidence in the world is saying that they did it, but on the other hand, your heart's like, nah, who cares? Like, there's no way. Yeah. Like, you're good. Yeah. yeah. And it's tough to watch. Yeah, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. And for those of you who don't know, Mike Webster was part of the Steelers dynasty of the '70s. He was Terry Bradshaw's center. Um, great. Great, great lineman um, in his prime. I mean, you know, someone I think that doesn't get nowhere near the credit that he deserves for what he did for those Steelers teams. Uh, I watched those teams because two of those Super Bowls, they beat my Cowboys. But anyway, um, so, uh, yeah. um, Yeah. um, So, uh, or actually one of them. Never mind. I said two. I'm sorry. One of those Super Bowls, they beat the Cowboys. But anyway, but I never knew. I mean, the thing. Watch the movie. Let's just leave it right there. We're gonna move on. But watch the movie Concussion. Great movie. You haven't seen it. Watch the movie. Okay. Um, I do want to take another minute though. We, we touched on this last week, and I, I got into a conversation again on Facebook. Uh, one of my Facebook friends, uh, Brittany is her name. Uh, she's a big, big cowboy fan, and she shared a post about um, after the Miami win. And it said, is Dak Prescott the future? And I commented and said, I don't know if he's the future, but I like what I see after two games, and and I'd say he's our backup. I've seen enough to make him the backup. And this guy comes on and says, it's preseason, LOL. And so we get into a dialogue, and his position was, you know, preseason, the guys aren't – this is what he said. Preseason, the guys aren't going 100%. Um, defenses are not showing you all of their schemes. And so, you know, he's playing against, you know, kind of a softer, lighter NFL. It's way too early to even make him a backup. It's, it's just, you know, let, let, let him get in there and, you know, let's see what he does in a regular season at full speed with starters and then, and then decide. Um, I didn't agree, and, but, I, but I'm curious – what you guys think. I'm going to start with JB being the other Cowboy fan. Um, now, just for the record, it's a moot point because Jerry Jones has come out, and, and I don't know why Jerry Jones chooses to do this because that's, this is where I get irritated with Jerry Jones. Um, Jason Garrett should be making the announcement, not Jerry Jones, but it's his team. But anyway, Jerry Jones announced that Dak Prescott is now the backup. So it's a moot point now. He's the backup. But let's just assume that didn't happen. JB, after the game against Miami, did you see enough to make him the backup? Would you have still waited? Would you have been out to sign a veteran a QB? What was your position after two games of Dak? Uh, I would still make him the backup. Uh, I, I'm half and half in agreement with what that individual said. Um, I disagree with them not going at full speed. I believe they are going full speed because as you see being a former ball player, when you don't go full speed, you run the risk of getting hurt even more. Um, defenses are not showing everything. That is correct. They're, they're going more with their just base package, and that's it. But regardless, he's had a phenomenal preseason. Albeit two games, you still have to give the man his credit where it's due. And I would make him the backup based upon what I've seen. He's earned it at this point. You have to also take into account the backups from last year. Can't get any worse than last year. Um, so with that being said, make him the backup. I agree. Okay. 
Train, I'm gonna, I want the same question on the table, but I want to add another spin to it. This brings to a bigger question the relevance of preseason. Um, and, I, and I go to you, Train, because I recall when we had Dwight Freeney on the show a couple of years ago, you asked him the question about going to an 18-game season and cutting preseason down to two. And he very much said, I don't want to go to an 18-game season. There's, you know, people don't realize how much we go through in a 16-game season, uh, never mind an 18-game season. And if I had it my way, there'd be no preseason, you know. Um, that was kind of his position. So, Train, do, do you see a value in preseason for NFL teams? There's absolutely a value in NFL preseason uh, for teams, man. There's, I mean, I don't understand how you, how you, how fans and 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 those who are against preseason games expect teams to evaluate players. Uh, practice can't show you everything. Players still have to perform when the lights come on. You can be a hell of a practice player, and when the lights come on, you know you're shaking like a leaf. Um, and you know, as as far as uh, Prescott, it, I mean, the you know the first game that he played in, it was against the one, and they're definitely going full speed. Schemes are schemes are of course hidden, um, but you look for you look for intangibles that young quarterbacks tend not to have, uh, and he has them early on. You you watch his poise, you watch his pinpoint throws, you watch his decision making, and compared to some of the backups for other teams, <laughs> he's look he's looking better. I bet you there are thirty one other teams wondering why they didn't pick him before mm-hmm. the Cowboys did in the fourth round. I guarantee mm-hmm. you that. Everyone everyone sees sees this guy. So but you wouldn't know this without preseason. You wouldn't know what he what he'd be able to handle in a game or any player they handle in a game. Another thing that people tend to forget when they say, uh, you know, it's preseason, I need I need people to understand that all ninety players on all thirty one teams no, I not not all ninety. I I'd say about uh seventy percent of the players on all thirty one teams are fighting for a job. They're not guaranteed to be on that team. So preseason has them fighting for a starter position and also fighting to stay on the three-man rock. So if you think they're going half speed, shoot up in some pads and get out there. Mm. And they'll show you they'll show you half speed. They'll show you not 100%. I guarantee you, yeah. you, you you'll come up with a different thing. Those guys are fighting. This is like their this is their livelihood. So don't, I mean, it's, it's naive for people to sit back and say, "Well, it's just preseason." No, dude, this is uh, this is an energy. This is audition. <laughs> I bet you Denver would take them. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Preseason yeah. about- may not count record-wise, but it means something. It means something. Look at Denver's situation. That speaks for itself. You got a veteran quarterback. You got a guy that's in his second year, I believe, and then you've got mm-hmm. a rookie. And if you didn't look at the numbers, you wouldn't know who's a rookie and who's a veteran. Yeah. 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 Um, 
Um, and, you know, I think if you look at the NFL, I think there's probably 16 teams that would take this guy right now and make him their starter just based on, just based on you know, um, the amount of what they've seen in the preseason, I, I, honestly. I made the point that if you go back a few years um, and if you, if you look at Seattle and you guys will remember – it was a game by Green Bay at the end of the regular season where they sat Aaron Rodgers to rest him to get him ready for the playoffs, and Matt Flynn went in and tied the franchise record of six TDs um, and in a meaningless game, mind you, but still went out and played um, a high level of football, and that parlayed into a $10 million one-year contract with the Seattle Seahawks in the offseason, and Russell Wilson was drafted and in the preseason was made starter. And many of us on this very show criticized Pete Carroll for that decision. How do you bench a guy that's a veteran that played a game to that level and you sign him to that contract and you bench him for a rookie? Well, what did we know? Because that rookie has gone on to win a Super Bowl and play in another. Um, not as a rookie, but, you know, my, my, my my point is the evaluation was done in the preseason, <laughs> you know? And so, yes, preseason means hey, something. Uh, let me jump in. Dude, a couple I said, well, well, couple hold on, okay, sorry. Let me, I want to make one okay. clarification. When I, said, when I said numbers, I meant jersey numbers, not stats numbers, just jersey numbers. You can't tell who's a rookie <laughs> and who's, who's actual uh, veteran. <laughs> Take the jersey off. You don't know the <laughs> my, my bad case. I'll go ahead. No, you're good. Um, for, first of all, I, the Russell Wilson thing came up. I, I just want to remind that that was like our worst call. I think we've made right when we're all like, "Nah, they should totally start Matt Flynn or whatever his his name was," because you know that's what they invested in. But what the Seahawks did at that time was was pretty brave, and more teams need to do certain take take more risks because. I think there's a difference between evaluation and valuation because I, don't I mean even know valuation is necessarily a risk. Okay, sorry. Just well, to think about it. Well, the risk, the risk. I, I guess the risk when I, mean, when I say that, just the investment that they made, are like basically burning money. Yeah, financial saying, All right, well, risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah the financial it, yeah. risk to that. Yeah, so that's yeah, kind of what okay. I'm alluding to there because I know a lot of teams that kind of will, you know, hire vested draft picks, you know, into playing time, even though sometimes they may not be ready over some you know, players who may actually be better performers that aren't uh, have high draft capital or pedigree. And I think the better teams, as we see it, do not do that, and they actually play the best player available. And, you know, actually, I, I do agree on, on um, this young rookie here that he is absolutely a guy and would probably would start for a few teams in this, in this era because there's not a lot of great quarterbacks out there. And he definitely, if anything, has shown really strong functional ability um, you know, within that offense and just in general, like the guy can, the dude can throw. I mean, he can move. He he looked pretty poised. I mean, you know, of course, it helps when you play behind that great offensive line, but he showed strong ability, and it looks like the Cowboys got a steal. Well, and just as J, JB would say, we had other quarterbacks play behind that line last year and got nothing done. So you're right. The line is, yeah. the line is certainly a benefit, but this guy brings talent to the table. And, you yeah, know, absolutely. a couple of comments. One one is I agree K-Star to a point, but I also understand 
you know, when you make an off-season acquisition and you put that kind of money in someone, that's a really hard decision to then go and say, oops, <laughs> maybe that was a mistake because you're, as a head coach or even a general manager, I mean, the Cowboys have a little bit of an advantage because the general manager is also the guy that signs the checks. But no other team has that situation. So when a coach or a general manager says, let's go get Matt Flynn, I think, you know, he's our guy and we're going to pay him $10 million. And then you make the decision, you're going to pretty much eat that money. You're pretty much saying we're going to eat that because, you know what, the guy we drafted's better. I mean, yes, it's, it was the right decision in the long run and it got them a Super Bowl. But in the short term, some owner is sitting there saying, dude, really? That was $10 million, bro. <laughs> you know, that was yeah, $10 million. I'm not getting yeah. any. We're not getting anything out of that investment. Right. Yeah, that, so, that so it definitely it, has to go through the owner, through the owner too, because like you said, it, the owner has to be cool with that because that's, that's the money. That's their money. Well, but, he, but, but here's the thing. You're, 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 you know, so how does that conversation go? You go to the owner and say, oops, I, I know I know we signed Matt Flynn for ten million, but Russell Wilson's playing better. We got to eat that money, right? So now at this point, no matter what happens, you're wrong, because if Russell Wilson lights it up, you were wrong for the ten million dollar investment, and if Russell Wilson falls <laughs> flat on his face, well then you're wrong because you made Wilson Wilson the starter. So it's it's a tough yeah, spot to be in. Yeah, I think that's yeah. why you don't see more teams doing that. Uh, once the money is spent, you really kind of wait a while or hope, or hope for an injury. Um, or, yep. you know, you get to the point with Dallas and Drew Bledsoe many years ago um, where Bill Parcells had no choice. Drew just kept getting sacked and, and, and wasn't getting it done, and he said, I had to make a change. Halftime of the game, Romo came in, and the rest is history. Uh, one other thing about Dak Prescott, just, just for the doubters out there and just for the people that say, well, it's preseason um, – 158.3 quarterback rating. Oh, and by the way, that's the highest quarterback rating you can have. And of all the quarterbacks that have played in preseason with at least 20 attempts, the only other one, even in the ballpark, is uh, some guy named Stephen Morris in, Indi in Indianapolis with a 120.8, who's probably not going to see many more snaps because we already know they have a franchise quarterback, Andrew Luck. Um, so this guy is doing it. I get it. Mr. Call, Mr. Guy, Mr. Whatever your name is, I told you to listen to the show. You're probably not. Um, you're, you're lost. But I get it. Yes, preseason, they're not going to show you all the schemes. But you know what? The guy still has to make the plays. No matter what they're showing him, as a rookie, he's still got to make the plays, and he's making them thus far. I'm proud of, I'm proud of the Cowboys. Good pickup, and I'm proud that they've, they've gone out and, and said, let's make him our backup quarterback. If you go get a veteran, now I don't mind you going and picking up a Michael Vick for some insurance. Make him number three just to have a veteran on the roster just in case. I'm okay with that now. I wasn't okay with it a few weeks ago because I really don't think Vick is, is backup material anymore. But he can come in and give you a game. He can come in off the bench and give you a game. That, that's about it for Michael Vick. He ain't going to come in and give you four or five. But he'll give you a game. So, anyway. Yep. All right. Good stuff. Talk, guys. Um, hey, man. We got to switch gears now off the Cowboys. And we got to go to them, them, them dogs on Steelers, man. And somebody over there sitting in Indianapolis, <laughs> Indiana right now, needs to talk to us about Le'Veon Bell, man. Somebody over there needs to help us understand why his homeboy getting suspended again. Somebody over there has got to help us understand what's going on with this dude, man. This, this is arguably 
this is a top, went healthy, top two, top three running back in this league, okay? No, no one's going to question this man's talent. If, you, if K-Star comes on and says he's the best in the NFL, um, we can't argue it other than to say there's this guy in Minnesota named Peterson you may want to think about. Beyond that, this yep. dude is the truth, okay? What's up, man? Talk to us, K-Star. Well, they say the truth hurts, right? And it hurts right now in Pittsburgh because for whatever reason, you know, Le'Veon, they, they, his explanation for what happened uh, and how he got suspended essentially is he failed to show up to a drug test for those uninitiated. And, you know, he lost, apparently he had changed his phone number and whomever from the NFL was supposed to contact him didn't get the updated contact information and Therefore, Le'Veon said, hey, I didn't actually miss it. I just wasn't contacted. Um, I mean, look, it, to me, it's something good. <laughs> really, uh, all right. It, it, I think that probably was a calculated effort by Le'Veon that clearly did not work. Um, it, it sounds like an excuse to me. Like, come on. Like, Le'Veon knows, like, he he gets tested more than other uh, players do because when apparently when you test positive to a substance, you know, you're, you get more – Yet the frequency in which you're tested increases. So Called probation. Knew, right. Yeah, that too. And, you know, he's not even on probation anymore. That recently passed. But still, like, he gets tested more than the average player does. And he knew what was going on. He he did. I mean, I, I really don't have much defense for him other than to say um, this can't happen again. Like, he really can't. Like, if it happens again, he's going to be in some serious trouble. And he may even get cut, which would it's just – for me, it's such a disaster and waste of talent. The guy is – so special of a player and he's just not making he, he's making the wrong kind of special decisions right now like it doesn't make any sense what he's doing i can't defend it okay my favorite my favorite player let, let me ask you something maybe you can help me with this one now wasn't you suspended last year for the first two games yeah and now he's being suspended again for the first three yep they reduced it one game that was all right. that i gave him now, yep. refresh my memory with the one last year where he suspended for two games. What what happened there? Cause I'm just trying to get an understanding of, of the whole process here because my thought was when you're suspended the first time, wasn't it four games reduced to two? And then after you get suspended again, it's for ten games? Um, I think what happened with the first one is technically he didn't – I actually, I'm not sure. But basically what happened the first time was he was so driving – while under the influence with Garrett Blunt, and he got he got busted that way. Um, I'm not sure if that fell under the substance abuse policy, or if that just fell under him getting in trouble with the law. I don't really know. But yeah, it was a four-game yeah, suspension reduced to two. Yeah, that, made, that makes sure. sense. I, I wasn't sure, um, but I think that it goes up to four games automatically the next time. And then, I, I actually, you know, I'm not even sure. If anyone does anyone know what the, how that that process works in terms of the substance abuse? Um, policy and the, and the frequency of offenses. Oh, I thought it goes from four and then it goes to ten. Yeah, JV is right. Four, it's ten, just, it's, and then you're done. Got a snap on the wrist. Right. Yeah, four, so ten, and you're done. That's four, why I'm bringing ten, it up. ten, and then you're so done. Much. I'm not bringing it so much for the past. I'm bringing it more for the future because, case by with your comment of if it oh. happens again, you be in deep trouble. And I'm trying to quantify the kind of trouble that he'll be. Okay, okay, I, I remember now. Okay, I looked into this. So basically, what happened is uh, the reason why it was a lighter suspension is because technically he didn't fail the test. He just didn't show for it, and I think that's the loophole in the pro- in the process. 
Um, you, apparently, you can miss a few drug tests before you're actually suspended or anything like that. However, apparently, a no-show is better than a failure um, while actually taking the test. That's, that's funny because I heard to the contrary, a no-show is the same as a failure. Isn't that what happened with, um, oh, gosh, I, think, I thought it was the Bills defensive tackle, uh, Marcel Darius. I know it happened to somebody. You show up, that's four games. You take your fail, that's four games. Yeah, I don't. I don't I'm on, I'm actually online looking now, and I can't. I can't get a uh, um, a straight answer here. Um, he, uh, yeah. Well, oh, let's it for three missed drug tests. Yeah. Um, he missed three. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, listen, I just want to say this real quick here. Um, you know, I think train touched on it a bit last week. I don't understand. And I'm not one. I'm certainly living in a glass house myself with three cowboys suspended right now. So I'm certainly not here to preach, um, against Le'Veon Bell specifically, but I'm preaching against this whole issue. I don't understand period. This guy has already, wasn't this the same guy who was in the car uh, the smoky car smoking weed with somebody else, mm-hmm. and, and we we mm-hmm. got on yeah, Mike here. Tomlin for being the scared one. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This, you know what I mean? Like, I this is a guy, K Star. You you just pretty much hit it with all the talent in the world. Okay, like you have the NFL right there in the palm of your hand. What is the effing problem? What is the problem? I don't I don't get it. You are playing in a franchise that. Under uh, that, that, pretty much every year uh, with Big Ben at quarterback has a shot to go to the Super Bowl. That's just the bottom line. Every year, that is now as K Star. I'm sure was dancing the jig. He was probably uh, break dancing in his living room when he saw that we we've we've indoctrinated and made Big Ben a four horseman. Um, you know, so with that comes the glory of saying, hey, that guy can take the team to the Super Bowl any year. Got Antonio Brown out there lighting it up, dude. You are you are the modern day Troy Aikman, Emmitt Smith, and Michael Irvin. What is your problem? What is your problem? I, I don't get it. Man. I don't get it. And what's and, and, and like and like what you, what sucks too. Um, touching on that a little bit is like it's wasting Big Ben's time. Like it's wasting what Ben has left in the league. He's 34. He's getting better. He's probably in the peak prime of his career the way he's been playing but he's not getting any younger so it's like when those things happen you literally are reducing the chances in an already decrease decreasing timeline in which we have a Super Bowl window for us so it really is just I I feel bad for Ben he's probably disgusted I know he's disgusted actually he's, he's talked about this so it just sucks yeah. Well, the fortunate thing is that it's a, it's, it's it's for game, it's for a few games and not and not the entire season. But the one thing I just want to hit on is that that dude is seriously seriously immature and irresponsible. <laughs> yeah, like really. He was doing videos. They, he was doing rap songs with Snoop Dogg over the off season, guys. I don't know because he I mean, was they, doing like a rap song with Snoop Dogg. What do you think he was yeah, doing? I mean, the I mean, is, the other people failed the drug test. This dude just failed to show up. How irresponsible can you be? I overslept. Really? So the yeah. alarm clock, uh, they broke all over the, the world now? No one 
can get you away to let you know you have a drug test? You, it's just, it's, their level of immaturity is just, for a dude that's in the, in the, that can sit here and land millions, it's ridiculous. It is utterly ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, you know, I, I'll tell you, um, I'm running out of patience for some of these athletes. Um, don't get me started on, 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 uh, Ryan Lochte, don't get me started. I, 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 I just, Oh my I, God. Who? Who I, is that? Uh, swimmer. Swimmer, Ryan man. Who? Oh my God. It's not, it's not even a swimmer. That dude right there. I had a conversation with somebody. I had, I had a conversation. I, I get the joke, JB. I have a conversation mm-hmm. with somebody and I said, this is a guy who arguably can make a claim to be the second best swimmer ever, which there ain't nothing to sneeze at. I mean, I get it. Phelps is the super god. I get it. But to say that you are the second best swimmer, the second most decorated swimmer, I mean, Mark Spitz may have something to say about that, but this guy has 12 medals, okay? You have the world at your – and what? What? I don't understand. I don't – and this guy is 32 years old. He's not 22. He's 32 years old. I just, I, and I know this is, you know, but is it there? I mean, do they, do these guys live in a cave or do they not see that, that other superstars have gotten into trouble? It happens. Not everybody bows down and kisses your butt. Some people don't care, you know, and, and why risk it? You're in another country representing this country and that's how you Decide to act. You come on international TV, international, and just blatantly. I'm sorry. I had some people trying to. Well, he there was a gun that. No, he lied. He lied. <laughs> Period. And you know, he it's lied. One thing get, it's one thing to get in trouble in your country. That's another thing to just be an international liar. Like really, <laughs> I would be scared. I wouldn't. Even, you know, yeah. I would, I'm in somebody. <laughs> I'm out. I, you know what? I'm yes, man, and no, sir. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you go in there and flipping off posters and in uh, a gas station. So you ain't got no security with you. You you just what? What is wrong with you? I would be nervous. You know, Brazil. I'm sorry, I don't want to talk. You know, but it ain't the safest country in the world. You leave the compound, you on your own. I think you got a name, but that security guy didn't care who he was. Yeah, but then on top of it, you lie, and then you want to come on and apologize. I, I, I just, I hate if I gotta hear one more superstar get up there with the spotlight on and let it be Matt Lauer or or uh, Bob Costas or somebody interviewing them, and they got that long, oh woe is me face. I'm sorry, I I, I was wrong. It, no, no, I don't want to hear it now. You shouldn't have did it. You know what I mean? This isn't, this isn't, you know, we're not sitting at home and I baked some cookies and I said, don't eat the cookies till after dinner. And then you went and ate the cookie and then you look at me and say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. No, this is, this is international. Like you're lying. You're, you know, this is major. I don't get it. And then you leave your team, you go fly back to this country, leave your team over there to deal with the repercussions without you. 
I gotta read up on this. I I don't know what's going on in this story, so I gotta read up. Oh wow! And one of them had to pay like a ten thousand dollar, a little over ten thousand, seven hundred dollar fine. But it was more like a donation, is what they called it. But yeah, they got something out of it. Well, they they you know they they throw them they throw them off the team and suspended them and banned them forever. I'd be happy with that. Forget Tokyo. You don't deserve it. Why are we gonna send you to Tokyo in four years? That's okay. I'd rather go and see a Phelps want to come back and, and swim one more time, even though he said no. He said that last time. Hey, man, this guy ain't no good. You want to come one more time? One more again. One more again. Come on, Michael. <sighs> All right. I'm done. I'm just, I'm just disgusted. I'm just disgusted. Anybody out there, 347-838-9525. 347-838-9525. Catch us on Twitter at The Madden Voice. Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com backslash the Madden Voice. Check us out. And while you're there, just go ahead and like the page. Tell your friends. And tell your friend to tell, you, tell a friend. All right. Um, JB brought up an interesting topic. Um, you know, we, we're in preseason. We're going into um, the season. What coaches in the NFL are on the hot seat? As we like to say, what coaches got to show and prove this year? What coaches have run out of excuses, run out of reasons, and this is it. You need to do something. Playoffs, you know, win the division, get in the playoffs, make it to, you know, division, and maybe NFC or maybe maybe Super Bowl or bust. I, I don't know, but is there a team? Who? What team? JB, you, you brought the question up, so I'm going to ask you first. Who do you think? You have any coaches that you want to say sitting there on the hot well, right now, I think the number one coach on the hot seat got to be Rex Ryan. Got to be Rex Ryan. You go from the year before you were there, number four defense in the uh, in the NFL last year, your first year, you're number 19. Now, he's had some injuries on the defensive side of the ball, but you know what they say, numbers don't lie. Figures don't lie and lies don't figure. He's got to be on the hot seat. Uh, he's got his quarterback now, Tyrod Taylor. He's got Sammy Watkins. He's got weapons that he can use. He's got Sean McCoy. He's got a defense that he's got to do something with. And he's in a division where, yes, the Patriots, but they're without Brady for four games. You just never know what's going to happen there. This is why they play the game. But Rex Ryan, to me, number one on the hot seat. He's got well, when you say he's on the hot seat, what does he have to accomplish this year? Uh, I think he's got to get to the playoffs. Got to get to okay. the playoffs. No playoffs, no race. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Any others? You know, um, as strange as it may sound, Gus Bradley is probably going to be one to watch, too, because they think he's got all the tools in place to have that team really come out of the out of the AFC South with a chance to win the division, believe it or not. That's been the talk. Do I agree with all that? Not particularly. I think it's a little too soon, but he does have a lot of weapons on both sides of the ball. Uh, i got Jalen Ramsey with the draft pick from this year. He's got Dante Fowler, I believe, from last year back after he had an ACL injury. So we've got folks on the defensive side of the ball. We've seen what they can do on the offensive side. If he doesn't come through this year, it'd be interesting to see what happens next offseason. And what do you and what do you think the expectation? See, when you when you say hot seat, you got to match it with expectations. So, 
what's his expectation to return as coach the next season? Well, from what I heard, um, I don't want to say win the division, but I think he's got to come out looking at eight and eight or better. I, my, that's what I've been hearing. I don't particularly agree um, because it's, it's, it's just too soon. This will be his first year where he's got weapons on both sides of the ball. Obviously, marked improvement from last year. He was in that team was in a lot of games last year, uh, and they just couldn't close the deal. So this year, they got to turn around and close the deal. I think if if he's not at 500 or better, he may be on the hot seat for next year. So I got one on the hot seat, and then one to watch to be on the hot seat. I think a coach that should be on the hot seat is freaking Jeff Fisher. Why is he still coaching? Yeah, him too. I, I agree with that. It just seemed like he's got a halo around him or something. I don't know how you have Mr. Eight nine and eight winning eight. seasons. <laughs> yeah, eight and eight. I guess it's great for him. But I actually, you know what, uh, Train, you're right. I forgot about that because he's got to make a big splash. He's in L.A. now. He's He's got the, the team sub-500 that he's had for the last four years. But he's in L.A. They need to make a big splash. And if they don't, he yeah. might be out there with Rex too. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I don't know. They seem to, they seem to love him there because I think he actually got an extension um, a couple weeks ago. Not sure why. Means nothing. That means nothing. They hand out extensions like candy. They'd be gone tomorrow. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm on the fence about the 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 Fisher one. Um, possibly, I think I think Bradley. Yeah, he's got to he's got to show progress. Um, and and I don't yeah, I don't think playoffs is a bit much, but he's got to show progress. I, I would agree with progress. Um, I don't know about Fisher though. I don't know that Fisher, um, not not in the first year after the move. Um, I'm on the fence on that one. Um, but they, you know, there's there's two that jump out at me that really have to get it done this year or they're they're out. And you haven't seen either one of them yet. I think I know one of them. Come on with it. Andy Reid. Actually that was not that was not one of mine. Um maybe because I don't have I didn't I didn't I you know, watching Andy Reid in Philly so many years, I know what Andy Reid's gonna do. He's the team's gonna mm-hmm. win games and be competitive and that's about it. Did, did, you know, yeah. and and maybe for Kansas City, that's enough. Um, <laughs> you know, you think it's Sean Payton, it Sean Payton out in New Orleans? Uh, nope, wasn't thinking Sean Payton because he 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 ain't had no team last year. Um, True. Nope, I wasn't thinking Sean Payton. Uh, what well, one I'll give you is Marvin Lewis. You know, mm. Mar- Marvin Lewis been there thirteen mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Mar- 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 Marvin Lewis. Has to do more than win a playoff game. Marvin Lewis got to get a Super Bowl. He's been to 13 years. He got to get a Super Bowl. He got to at least get to the uh, um, conference championship game. Conference championship, yeah. Or at least, at least, at least beat the Steelers in the playoffs. Beat the Steelers in the playoffs, get the conference championship. If he loses to the, to the Steelers in the conference championship, doesn't go to Super Bowl, or loses to the Patriots, okay, he might be around. But he got to at least get there. Conference. That to me is the minimum with that team. You gotta get a conference championship, um, my opinion. And, and and just remember, they only gave him a one year extension. Okay, so he's only in contract through next year. 
this season. That that's mm-hmm. it. Okay. Um, the other one may surprise you a little bit. No, I know where you're going. Jason Garrett. Yep. You know, mm. especially now. <laughs> well, let me tell you why. Especially now, I'm going to tell you why. Two reasons. One is last year. You had Matt Castle, you had Brandon Whedon, you had backups that couldn't get the job done, you had Dez out, you had Romo out. Okay, valid, valid reasons why the team underperformed. Um, This year, we're already seeing a backup that looks better than any backup we've seen since maybe Kyle Orton or even, even going back even farther, maybe John Kittner even farther, okay? This guy right now, granted, I'm not, you know, not anointing him or anything, but right now, this guy looks like he can play some football. Um, Dez has a concussion, but he don't got a hamstring or a knee or a shoulder or anything like that. So once the concussion clears up, he's all set. Zeke's got a hamstring, but you know what? We're still two weeks from the season opener. He'll be fine by then. Romo's looking great. Had a procedure in the offseason. Um, so your offense is looking stout. And uh, I'm sorry, but thank you, Washington, for Alfred Morris, because the dude is looking like the truth. Okay? Man, he is looking like good at the Show enough. Show enough. Okay. Man. God bless us. Thank you. Soon as they say he's gone, and I said, Dallas, claim him, claim him, please claim him. Beware fantasy owners. Ezekiel is not going to get you a whole bunch of points this season. Probably not. Dude is durable when he produces. On the scheme side, he's going to give Zeke Zeke some some series to sit back and rest and stay healthy and extend, you know, as a rookie. You know, you get into 11, 12 games, they start to get a little tired. This guy's going to give Zeke some rest. McFadden's out with the with the uh, elbow broke. We, You know, not sure what his future's going to be like. Um, Dunbar is back. Uh, let's see what that – and there's a couple other running backs on the roster that are looking pretty good. So, I, I, deep at running back, the deep at wide receiver, the offensive line is looking good. Romo's healthy. Dez – Physically is healthy, wants the concussion clear. The offense is stout like it was in 2014. Defense has some issues on the defensive line, but here's the reason why I think this is different. We're not talking injuries, although there are injuries. We're talking suspensions. We're talking, you know, 10-game suspensions. As the owner and general manager, I want to hear that. Okay. Uh, injuries happen. I'm listening. Guys get suspended because they was doing drugs. Okay, you're the head coach. I know you can't control them, but you can influence them. What's up? So I think if the Cowboys don't win the division, make the playoffs, and make a deep run, I'm not going to say Super Bowl, but they got to make a deep run. They got to do what they did two years ago. They got to build off of what they did two years ago. You can skip last year and act like it didn't even happen. Just pretend like we're coming off of 2014 and and take it to the next step. And if they're able to do that, I think Garrett's going to be okay. Um, If not, I think he may be, you know, and Jerry Jones loves the guy, but Jerry Jones wants to win. And Jerry Jones ain't getting any younger. He wants another Super Bowl before he turns him over to Steven. So those were two of my quarterbacks. Now, you guys have any others that we might have missed? Mm. 
No, I think we're about covers it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Um, Dr. Train, are you in a position? I don't know if you're, you know, in a position to do this uh, or you want to wait longer. Yeah, way, way towards, towards, towards the end, man. She was trying to get home. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Um, K-Star, I don't know if, you, if you're if you prepared to talk about top ten players, if you have a list or if you found a list. Um, you had mentioned something about that and I'm not sure where we're at that. But actually, before we do that, before we do that, let's skip, let's jump to um, the release of Madden 17. Um, we are the Madden voice, and it would be blasphemous if we didn't at least touch on the release of the new game. So, K-Star, I'm going to turn it over to you. Um, the game comes out, what, tonight, midnight? Is it tonight, midnight? K-Star? Yeah, I was talking to you. Uh, yeah, so this game actually came out last night, uh, officially. Uh, oh, came out last midnight. night. Okay. Okay. Um, and... <laughs> Honestly, the game is a lot of fun, guys. Um, I, you know, I know that we all get wrapped up in, in when we first play the game for the first time, and everyone, of course, is having a good time doing it. But uh, the games really come on. They have a uh, – and this is more of an ancillary ancillary feature just in, in terms of the new Juke Move features. But really the biggest takeaway I have is just how smooth the game is actually playing. Um, you know, I don't think we'll ever get to the glory of PS2 days, you know, or anything like that. But I think that this is the – closest form of, of getting there that we can actually achieve. I, I really like the user control. Um, and honestly, the field goal kicking has even gotten a lot more realistic. I don't want to say difficult, but definitely more realistic in terms of, you know, it's actually more of a timing-based, um, you know, three. You actually have to hit A or, or, or X if you're, PS, if you're a PlayStation guy uh, to actually, you know, get your power going and then get the meter, uh, accuracy meter in line with that. Um, you know, but it, it's definitely a lot of fun. It, it, it's playing really smooth. I like the user catch animations. Uh, I like the, uh, again, the, the biggest takeaway is the, the complete user control, in which we seem to actually finally have within the game. Um, so I really enjoy the game. Uh, you know, I'm going to play a little bit more tonight. Haven't had a chance to dig into it as much as I would like, but so far it has a lot of promise. And I know it's a big thing for a lot of people out there um, because a lot of people will be playing this game because there's apparently a million dollars up for stake this year. And so for all the guys who are going to invest all their time into it, you know, hopefully it, it maintains and is a really good game, as it appears it will be. Will so, you uh, – uh, wait a minute, real quick. Will you, once you've mastered this game, um, to the mere mortals out there that may want stick work, would you be willing uh, – you know, in the past – You've advertised the ability. Now, you're a dad now. Maybe you don't have the time. I don't know, but I'm just saying, is that something that's still out there, or is, are those days done? Yeah, I mean, if people if people wanted to come to me with that uh, in mind, like Madden Lessons and stuff like that, I certainly can still provide that. Um, you know, of course, we've had to schedule a time because my schedule is a lot tighter than it was. But, yeah, I mean, I absolutely still would. Okay, and what's your Twitter handle for anyone out there that may want to take you up on that? Yeah, it's at Ali Quick, A L I Q U I C K K. Because um, I'm Ali Quick on the sticks, always have been, always will be. That won't change. If I'm a dad. All right. Ali Quick. All right. Uh, uh, Train, you had a question or a comment. Yeah, well, I was talking to one of my coworkers about the guy. I haven't seen it myself, uh, K but he was. 
telling me that they put a little bit more emphasis on the run game uh, this year. I guess to making it making it better or not so difficult to run. So, so it's kind of actually the, the inverse of that. Actually, I have it to where defenders are more gap control. Like they play like specifically to like gap blitzes more than they previously had, where they kind of just ran into wherever you wanted to blitz them to. Um, the AI mm-hmm. defensively for linebackers, I got to the point where you know again it, they're attacking more of the blitzing the gaps in terms of run blitzes and stuff like that. You know, rather than just kind of throwing themselves into, you know, in, into the guards unwitt- unwittingly. Um, so that's really the biggest change there. Uh, still kind of want to mess around with that because that's definitely a, something that seems a lot different just in terms of how the AI is playing certain things. Uh, but it does seem to be a lot better in terms of, again, how the defense is playing the run. And, you know, in some ways you can manipulate that to your favor if you're calling the right type of run plays. You know, and they're calling the wrong type of, you know, run blitzes if they're blitzing outside, but really you're, you know, hitting them with a draw and stuff like that. So you can't just play any defense when someone's running the ball. You, you literally no. play run defense. Okay. Right, yeah. Because I know yeah. one, one thing with pass, with, with pass Matt, with, uh, you know, pass Matt, and I, I haven't been playing in, in the most recent years, but, you know, people used to pick pass defenses and, and trying to play the run. And take advantage of the of the AI just being able to make plays on its own, um, and not even having enough people in the box to necessarily defend the run, but they were still able to defend the run, which is not realistic. Because you need the box wide open, a team can run the ball all day. Yeah, and that's to me to this point from what I've observed and played, uh, that's definitely different. They're they're playing more of their responsibilities. Like if you're playing. If someone's dropping in a deep blue zone, for instance, a linebacker, maybe playing Tampa 2, like a Luke Kuechly, you know, he's going to play pass first before, you know, coming down to the run. Um, so, you know, he might be like a half a step off, which would open a running lane. Right. All right. All right. Well, uh, gentlemen and the ladies out there that are listening, hey, um, go grab your Madden 17. I haven't decided if I'm going to get this year's game or not. A lot of it now with me is time. I just don't have the time I used to have to play video games um, since I let it all go several years ago. But who knows? I may grab it, you know, get back on them sticks, hire, hire K-Star to teach me how to play that game again. You know, I'll, um, I'll send him a bottle of water. That's what I'll pay him, I have to say. And if I win, I'll send him two. But anyway, um, all right, uh, top ten players. You What's that? I was gonna say real quick, T. You you can play me, man. I ain't played in years, man. We'd be at the same level. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't yeah. the same train I used to be. <laughs> man, man. Yeah, yeah. I'll get, yeah, I'll get back to you on that, bro. I'll get back to you on that. Um, uh, right there with uh, you, because I'll still be on the sidelines watching both of y'all. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um. Top ten NFL players, K Star. You got something for us? Uh, yeah, honestly, um, I, I can read off my top 10. I kind of want to get your guys' takes too, rather than me just read off the initial top let's 10. I mean, well, let's take it one at a time. Yeah. Are you going one yeah. to 10, 10 to one, or no particular order? Um, I'm going to go no particular order because okay. I think well, we might get lost in the actual ranking rather than the players. Okay. So, who you got? Uh, I'm going to start with, with 
I think it's pretty. This one's easy for everyone. Uh, JJ Watt. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna get a lot of resistance there. Uh, okay. Me, I mean, we all know what he's about. He's a you know three-time defense MVP. The guy's just unbelievable. And unfortunately for the Texans, he may be out first few weeks of the season with a back injury. Uh, I guess he had surgery on his back, which is never a good sign. But so this definitely yeah, is a top player for sure. Yeah, yeah. Opens against the Bears. Good for you guys. Yeah, no yeah, argument so, there. All right. Uh, we actually have Luke Keekley. Uh We all know what he's about. Probably the best middle linebacker in the game. Um, the guy covers, the guy tackles, the guy is just a machine. Uh, and also the anchor of the, the Carolina defense. Okay. Reasonable. All right, next we're going to with, um, jump into offense a little bit. Uh, of course, the one and only Tom Brady. You know, I don't really think we need to throw his resume out there. We all know what he's about. Okay, um, so far so good. Yeah, yeah. Then we're going to go move on with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, a bit of a down year for him, but, you know, it's Aaron Rodgers. He's still through like 36 touchdowns. He's just an unbelievable talent. Okay. Next, <clears throat> we're going to go with the the great Adrian Peterson, uh, another Hall of Fame caliber player, and still I, I think that it, you know probably that it's not the if not one of the best the best players still at, at his position. Simply beyond, it's kind of crazy. So we're gonna go with Adrian. Okay. There. All right. Um, five five players and no Steelers yet. I'm impressed. Go ahead. I will get there. Don't you worry. Oh, I know uh, we will. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, speaking of, of Steelers, we're going to go with Antonio Brown. Um, the numbers this guy puts up is insane, and he's just a machine and, and such a, a unique player in the sense that he's so small but is able to dominate, you know, what we once considered a big man position at the wide receiver spot for what we look at for elite receivers. He's just so quick in and out of his breaks. Okay. Um, next. And this one might cause a, be a cause of contention. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put Julio Jones in this list. Uh, to me, he's a guy who's just, you know, run after the catch. He, he's really good at doing. He, he's a big body guy, and you know, he is literally the focal point of the Falcons' offense. And everyone knows, you know, what's coming. They still can't stop it. Um, Julio Jones to me is is a fringe, I would say, top ten player, but still would make my top ten. Any issues with that, guys? No, I think that's an arguable point. Um, yeah. I think if, if we were ranking, I'd probably put him at 9 or 10, but I, I can't argue with that one. Same. Yeah, right. I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm stuck there because I don't have an argument. My gut says top 10, no, top 15 maybe. Um, but let me, let me see. Let me see who else you put in there, and then we'll get back to Julio, or Julio, whatever the heck he goes by. Julio, 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 Julio. <laughs> black man named Julio. Get on out of here, man. You got a Spanish first name and a black second name. Man, make up your mind. All right, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Um, next, we're going to go with uh, 
None other than, and this, again, this one's a little different, but I kind of want to go off the curve. This guy's the best tackle in the league to me, and he, he's actually in the Browns, Joe Thomas. He's been doing it for such a long time and still is an elite player, just on an awful, mm-hmm. awful team. Who So it, it's, you know, name-wise, a lot of people don't recognize it, but he's just been so damn good. And the reason why I know that, too, is because the Steelers play him, and he just neutralizes our pass rush on the left side of each and every game. It's kind of annoying. You have a top ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, for every position, though, top ten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we got an argument. Yeah. And now we got an argument. What, what number? What number is this one anyway? Uh, this uh, one. uh, eight. He's at eight. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I, mean, I don't know. Joe Tom, Joe Smith, to be honest with you. Hey, we're not going to name particular order. We're, I'm just throwing off the names. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying just, to see. I'm just wanting to see where we are. So Joe Thomas is, is your, your, the eighth one. Is number number, yeah, they number eight out of ten. Yeah, right. Yep. Okay, I'm just trying to put in perspective. Um, yeah, that's a, that's yep. an argument and a half right there. It is. Uh, number the ninth mention where we go with Von Miller. This guy is an unbelievable <laughs> just pass rusher. Just I mean, our last impression of him was him taking the ball away from Cam Newton uh, straight from his hands. And, you know, the guy is just – the Denver defense was what it was primarily because of Von Miller. The Marcus Ware was definitely a help, but Von Miller, make no mistake about it, is the key to that defense. And to me, you know, definitely the, the premier pass rusher uh, in the NFL, player in the NFL. Well, I like that one better than, uh, better than Joe Thomas, but go ahead. All right, and finally, we're actually going to go with Mr. Rob Gronkowski, the most dominant mm-hmm. tight end I've seen um, since I've been watching football. And, uh, you know, I know you guys have been watching for longer than I have, but um, I, tell me if you guys have seen someone more dominant. Uh, but I'll tell you one thing. To me, he's definitely a top-ten player. He's a game-changer. Um, what he did to Steelers week one last year was criminal. He just abused us in every sense of the word. And, he, you know, even last year in the playoffs, guy had put up 200-yard games. He, he did all he could to try to beat Denver. Um, but the pass rush was too much. But Rob Gronkowski is an absolute machine. So he rounds out the top ten for me. Um, all right. So my quick thoughts. Um when you said J.J. Watt out the box, I thought, wow, that's odd that that was your first player. Um, and something in my heart said, is he, is, you know, I get it. He's, he's, he's a beast individually. See, here's my problem is, what are we ranking these guys on? Are we ranking them on individual, just pure performance individually, that's it? Are we ranking them on their impact on their team? Are we ranking them on their ability to, to take their teams and, and, and help them win games? You know what I mean? Is it a little bit of everything? Um, because my problem with J.J. Watt is the Texans don't do anything with his great performance. They don't win. Now, okay, I get it. It's a team game. I get it. But, you know, there was a guy named Lawrence Taylor. Um, that pre, you know, that came long before J.J. Watt, and 
I mean, that guy, that guy changed games to the point where the Giants won. Like, he changed it on that level. It wasn't just he had a great individual game, but they were still 6-10. Six and, six and ten. They, they won games. Like, he would go in there and know that they needed a stop so they could win a game, and he made the stop, and they won the game. Like, he gave them wins, you know. Um, and that's where, I'm, where J.J., you know, arguably he's been defensive player of the year. I get it. He's a beast. Um, it's hard for anybody to, you know, block him one-on-one. I agree with all that. And he's phenomenal. But that's my problem with some of these players is like Julio Jones, Julio Jones, whatever. That's another one. You know, out of Falcons winning games, the guy's catching 130 balls. See, your boy Brown is catching 130 balls, and it's turning into division titles and playoff wins. Okay? Jones does it, and where is it getting Atlanta overall? Overall, big picture. So that that's, you know, we and, you know, so um, that's that's kind of where I'm asking is, and, and I guess the exception to that, okay, I'll give Adrian Peterson a pass because the guy's just, he's just a man-child, okay? I, you know, period. Whether Minnesota wins or loses, you know the guy's going to go out and get 1,400, 1,500, 1,600 yards a year. Um, you know, I, okay, I'll concede that one. But, you know, a couple of these games, I'm just saying they're great individual players, but at what point do we take into the, their impact to the team and the team's success? And and is and am I wrong? Am I wrong? Is that not fair to these guys if we're ranking top ten? Is that just not fair? Um, so I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, well, I'm surprised that we didn't hear any Le'Veon Bell. I'm kind of surprised we didn't hear anything about Des Bryant too. Um, no, Des Bryant's not top ten. I'm sorry. Because mm. Odell Beckham, I would have over him too. And Odell Beckham almost made a list. I was what? between him and Julio. What? Yeah, Odell Beckham's better than Des Bryant. I'm sorry. Get the hell out! Oh my God, dude. He's he's stop. much better. He's a much stop. better player. I don't think he's close. Yeah, I'm not. Stop. I'm not kidding. It's not close. He stop. Yeah, he's a better stop. route runner. He's stop. a better. He has better hands. He's more consistent player. He's got better hands. I mean, than Des Bryant. He made one catch yeah. with one hand. So that means no, he's got he, better. He's hands. more consistent. He's stop. better stop. catch rate. Stop. Is what he does. Des Bryant dropped dropped stop. a whole bunch of passes stop. last season. Des Bryant hardly played last season. What are you talking about? Yeah, when he did, he was really bad. He was injured. He didn't hardly play. He had injuries most of the season. He was hurt. What are you talking about? And Don't what we've always seen from Odell Beckham, all what we've seen from Odell Beckham is what? A great player the first two years he's been in the NFL. Yeah, he's great. been a great player the first two years in the NFL. Okay. I, 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 okay. Well, I knew it was, he it was only yards in NFL history his first two seasons in NFL, but any wide receiver ever, so... I don't know how yeah, you're measuring him, but 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 just a matter of time. Yeah, the K Star. Um, we missed the K Star. Statistics and say that someone is great based on just statistics. If if a team is running a team around that person, then the stats are going to follow that person. That doesn't necessarily mean that they are now an all-time great. Okay. If, if that's the scheme that the team is running, all right? So I, I think you got to slow your roll there on Mr. Odell Beckham Jr., you know? Um, I, I don't agree with you, even I, – I don't care how many catches and yards he's got. When, when I'm looking at a physical dominant wide receiver, 
second in, in his dominance as far as physical play goes, only to Calvin Johnson while Calvin Johnson was here. I'm looking at Des Bryant. I'm looking at a guy that can do it all. He can go deep. He can go over you. He can go into the middle. Uh, you say hands? Have you seen Des Bryant's hands? Yeah, hands like Michael Jordan. I mean, you know, last year was not indicative of what this guy is able to do. And that play against Green Bay that they called, um, that they didn't, that they said was not a catch. The the physical skills it takes to be able to make that kind of play is rare in the NFL. It is rare. And then you say it's not even close? Are you smoking something? It's not even close? He's much more efficient. He's a better route runner. Yeah, he gets up more consistently. Yes, wait, he wait, does wait, wait, wait. How do you get a route runner? Where do you get that? You can't just say something and then because you say it, that means that's the case. What makes you think he's a better route runner? Because he catches a higher volume of passes than Des does and gets has more passes thrown his way. So if he's more efficient and also has more volume his way, than his wait, way, wait, wait, what does wait, that wait. actually so, wait, what does that mean to you? So because he catches more passes means he's a um he's a, a better route runner. Who, the Giants who, don't have who's better, who 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 is better in and out of the breaks? You're, are you telling me that Des Bryant's better and quicker than Odell Beckham in and out of the breaks because Des is much more physical off the line than Odell Beckham. He's a different player than Beckham. He's much more physical. Des is 6'2". Beckham's like 5'10 or 5'11". They're different players. So when, when you try to jam uh, Beckham on the line like Josh Norman did, Beckham can get jammed. Now, he's, he'll, he'll make plays. I'm not saying Beckham isn't a good receiver. He makes plays. But you can't jam Des off the line. You can't do it. He's that good. He's that physical. Okay, and Dallas has this other guy named Jason Witten, over a thousand career catches in the scheme. So, who do, who who does Beck, who else do they have other than Beckham in New York? Who? Don't even give me Victor Cruz, who's been hurt the last couple of years. Who? I don't Thank think you. it matters. So much He's more efficient. Like now. like. He, <laughs> I don't see it how it matters matter. if he's catching if, if he is more efficient with how many targets he gets than still than does Bryant. Because you're basically acknowledging that hey, not only is all the pressure defensively, uh, or I'm sorry, is only all the focus on Odell relative to Dez, who actually had someone else helping him, but Odell's still doing it better despite all that. And he, he, well, your word is better. And I and I'll say it again. How long has it has Beckham even seen the playoffs? Nope. Oh, okay. But he's a young pup. Playing with a two time Super Bowl winning Super Bowl a Super Bowl champion. But he's a young pup. Come on, man. Yeah, he's played two some, years. Okay. And what's your point? So he's played two years. Has he seen the playoffs? If he's so great, why isn't his answer? Leading the, you know, leading the Giants into the playoffs. Why isn't he putting that team on his shoulder if he's that great and getting them into the playoffs? Well, the Giants are pretty bad <laughs> around him. <laughs> and that's the thing. You're bringing out JJ Watt. That's how it all started. You know, how are we measuring them? Is it based off team wins and so on and so forth? And so, typically, it's so, a mixture of all. Odell. You know, he didn't make the top ten anyway, so I guess it's all kind of null and void. But J.J. Watt, at least, you know, had a couple of playoff appearances for 
the Texans. Actually, I think even last year they won the AFC South. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So the the thing that I that I struggle with with just choosing top ten players is that um, one you have uh, twenty two different positions on the on the field. Actually, more than that, depending on um, what personnel or what offensive scheme or defensive scheme that you're in. Um, and and second, um, you know, a lot a lot of people put a lot of like weight on on the offense because they do have more control control of the ball. So uh, my struggle with just choosing the top ten is that you do to 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 your credit, I mean, you do have just dominant players on teams, but they can only do so much to help the team win. And the game has definitely changed from how it was back in the back in the day as far as what defensive players are able to do. So they don't even get not even uh, close to the much limelight as an offensive player does. And offensive player stats are just super gouty. Even when you look at the most valuable player uh, season award, it tends to go to an offensive player. So I just struggle with all conversations that choose top ten players. Yeah, it's just, I, I, it's, I mean, it's a bunch of different variables and criteria to go from, and you can never really settle on one thing. And I yep. agree with you, training, and I agree with that. And I think I think the top ten is fluid, and you know we're looking at this list that K Star came up with. I question, you know, um, Joe Thomas. I mean, I don't even think he's better than Tyron Tyron um, um, Tyron Smith, Smith over in Dallas. Um, what I about think he's Zach Well, you know, if we're just looking left tackle to left tackle, um, I'm going to go with Tyron Smith over Joe Thomas seven days out of the week. Just, and, and you can say I'm a homer, but um, the dude, you know, Tyron Smith is the real deal. You know, watch, watch the game. He's, he's the real deal. Um, you know, and, and Gronk is a dominant tight end. Um, I can't penalize him for having the greatest quarterback of all time or top two of all time. I still, I still like my Joe Montana, but um, I can't penalize him for that. But would love, just curious, if he didn't have the great Tom Brady, would he be as dominant? We may never know. I don't know. Um, was he this dominant? Well, they're very true. And was he this dominant? When Aaron, when Aaron Hernandez was back there, because Aaron Hernandez was pretty damn good before he screwed up his life. True. Um, True. So, so I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't think it's a bad list, though. I don't think it's a bad list. I would question Joe Thomas. That's my number one question. And I'm on the fence with the Julio Jones. I think Watson <laughs> is a pretty good one. What's so funny, man? How'd you keep killing that man's name? <laughs> Julio, Julio. Wait, 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 what is it? Is it Julio or Julio, man? I don't know. It's Julio. Julio. He ain't none of my friends. He ain't none of my friends. I don't know him. He ain't been on the Mad Voice. Come on, the Mad Voice. I get your name right. You know, you gonna draft JJ. Him, on your fantasy league, you going to draft him? I ain't drafting. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm even getting, I'm getting, hey, listen, in the other league I'm in, I got the number one pick. I don't know what I don't know what Bronzel's doing over there, JB. You in the league, right? 
Yeah, I didn't even get a chance to check myself. Man, you got to read all the stuff, man. I'm trying to tell you. I sent him a note. He never responded. He probably got mad at me, but he'll get over it. I don't know what he's doing, man. He's changing everything up, did some crazy thing, and Dynasty League, and he keep 12 players, and a new – I don't even – Oh, I'm my like, God. Oh. I saw – he told me about that. <laughs> yeah, I was man, like, I okay. Just, I don't get it. I'm like, what happened to just drafting your team and let's go play football? I just think it's, you know, and he sometimes comes to the show. B, B, I love you, man. You're like a brother. He's got a lot of love for you, but, man, I don't get this one, bro. But I'll be at the draft. I'll try and figure it out. I got the number one pick, and uh, it will be a cowboy. If, if uh, Zeke might be my number one pick, um, but if Dez is not on a roster, because I really don't know if he's on a roster or not, I got to take a look. It might be Dez. I don't know. But it was, I, pro- I probably guarantee if y'all can keep 12 players, he's Dez, Dez Bryant is definitely staying on somebody's roster. <laughs> but he got crazy rules, though, man. That's why I couldn't understand. You know, I, I selected my players, and he came back and said, but you can't keep this one and you can't keep that one because that one is a third-year player. And you're going, I'm like, man, I can't follow this. You know, made this too confusing. You know, I, I'm sorry, B. B, you're you my boy. I know you. a tutorial over the summer for that. <laughs> no webinar, man. Need you know, need some damn advance. <laughs> God, you know, I love the dude, man. Jay, Jay, you know, Jay's gonna introduce me, man. That's really JB's boy more than me. But damn, I'm, I'm totally confused. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just okay. I'll take that guy. I don't know who he is, but you know, I'll take Julie Stone. Right. Um. <laughs> anyway, so we're gonna what we're gonna do because we're the Madden boys and all folks settled on the field is we're gonna assuming they both stay healthy, we're gonna track Mr. Des Bryant, Mr. Odell Beckham this year, and let's settle this on the field. I don't agree with K Star at all. And for him to say it's not even close, it's one thing to say I think Odell is better. But then to say it's not even close is a complete disrespect to Des Bryant. Complete. Like, I, I, I can't even <laughs> fathom I could giving Des no love, you, no respect. You know what I do like about this whole, whole thing is that, one, they're in the same division, and two, they both get to go up against one of, go up against Josh Norman. Yeah. I, 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 I love it. It's, it's just a real boxing match right there. There's Brian versus OBJ. Yeah, but, you know, again, I will say stats are one indicator, but mm-hmm. Mike Irvin is considered is a Hall of Famer and considered a great wide receiver. That's not coming from me. That's coming from this generation of wide receivers that come out and say, oh, yeah, he was one of the best. And in his era, he was only second to Jerry Rice. And I've heard many people, many say that. Guy um, doesn't have overwhelming stats, okay? 750 career catch. All right? They did get injured, you know, and ended up having to retire a little early. But he doesn't have overwhelming stats. But his play on the field, the impact of his game. He wasn't, you know, Emmett, 18,000 yards, different different scheme, right? So you can't just – stats are important to a point. They get you into the discussion. But then how does that relate to the team performance? And, you know, that that's where I think I think there's a, there's a bit of a difference between Odell, who has some numbers, but the Giants ain't done nothing with them numbers for two years. Not a thing. Like you said, they're not very good. Well – you know, what, what, what's up? 
Beckham needs it. You know, 96 catches. You, get, you need to go where Antonio Brown is going. You know, that, boy, that boy's getting 130, 120, 130 on a team with an all-world running back, mind you. And he's still going out there and getting his numbers. So that's all I'm saying. No disrespect this. I know we live here. <laughs> I will come to Indianapolis, man, and pimp slap. <clears throat> hey, man, I was being too nice to the Cowboys earlier, so I had to, had to bring some balance back to the show. I get you some. I get you some balance. Balance. <laughs> I'm surprised you left Cam off your list. I thought he was gonna be Nuno Uno. Blow it out your ass. Yeah, that was um, that was tough, honestly. But yeah, you not, left Cam. That, that's good catch, JB. You left Cam Newton, the Hall of Famer, off your list. Tough. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You and, oh, and, and, and Cam. Cam, and I want to see you at a super high level again for another year. No Big Ben? I want to see Cam. Listen, I'll try and be – listen, Big Ben is, is I think, again, more fr- of a fringe top ten. I think it's close. I think he's definitely in the discussion. He, he um, did a very good job of being objective, man. Leave, leave I, I always try to keep it balanced. Yeah, I try to keep you, it balanced. I, like, that's what, I, that's what I do appreciate of your top ten. I mean, the one worthy, definitely worthy of your top ten was definitely uh, Brown. Yeah, that, that dude, uh, yeah. He belonged yeah, there, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I have no issue with Antonio Brown being in the top ten. I have no issue with K Star saying he's the best wide receiver in the game right now. I have no issue with that at all. When I did two years ago, I spoke up about it. I felt that Dez was a better wide receiver two years ago. I do not feel that right now. By the end of the year, I hope to come back and say we've got a new best wide receiver in the NFL. His name is Dez Bryant. But you know, we've got 16 games of NFL to go through to see if that's the case, or maybe it'll be Julio Jones, or maybe it'll be you know. <laughs> um, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. You know, I don't know. But right now, I got no argument with Antonio Brown, the best wide receiver in the game. I, I can't, you know, like I said, my football integrity comes first. So I got no issue. And and overall, I agree with Train. I think it's a, it's a good list overall. I don't like the Joe Thomas one. He's a good, he's a good left tackle. And you see him twice a, twice a year. So he's probably, you know, done some things and you yeah. got all mad at him. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Um, tackles hey. awesome too, though. I, yeah, I wasn't really arguing that when you said when you brought up uh, Tyron Smith. I believe his name. He's yeah, that guy's pretty He's incredible. A true. He's a true. Um, Train, are you home yet? Uh, yes, I am. Uh, do you want to do am. the draft? We have one last yeah, topic yeah. we can do the draft. Oh, oh well, we can we can we can get through the through the last topic and and, and with the draft if that uh if that works. Okay. I got my names and everything ready. Well, the, the last one kind of is in line with a lot of stuff we've been talking about in the last two weeks. Um, there's a lot of speculation on jo- on Josh Gordon. Um, and there was a report that maybe he was heading to Philly, but he's co- he's coming out saying he wants to stay in Cleveland. Um, you know, and, and when we're talking about best wide receivers in the NFL, this is the guy by the end of the year. I mean, I don't know. I don't know you with the with the Cleveland offense and the quarterback situation. I don't know, but he has the talent to be in that conversation. He has the ta- he was in that conversation a couple years ago. Um, so you know he, he could be in this discussion down the road at some point. But um, JB, I think this was one of your topics. I mean, what are your thoughts on Josh Gordon? And um, you know, right now he wants to stay in Cleveland. Should Cleveland keep him? Should they cut bait? Should they trade him? 
I think they should keep them, but I also think that they should listen to offers and see what's out there. Uh, you know that old saying, never hurts to listen. And I think it wouldn't hurt for them to at least listen to see what's out there. But at the end of the day, as long as he's uh, quote-unquote healthy, that's a bad boy. We're talking about someone who's, what, 25 now, three years removed from a 1,600-yard season and only play like 13, 14 games, something like that. And RG3 seems to be uh, looking a little bit like his uh, rookie season, at least in terms of getting rid of the football. If those two can connect up, you might see some crazy numbers. I would keep them, but I'm definitely willing to listen to see what's out there because that team is still rebuilding. You got that dude, Sasha Brown, who's all in the analytics. I'm sure he's trying to break down the numbers as we speak. You just never know. Listen, but I would keep them. Okay. Uh, any other thoughts on Josh Gordon, Train? Actually, I agree with everything uh, little big brother Jay said. It, I mean, unless somebody has a has a ridiculous offer on the table, I don't been through this much with with, with 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 my problem child. Let me go ahead and just see this through. He's eligible to play okay. after four games. Let's let's ride it out. You know what I'm saying? You never know. You just gotta hire a new head coach. Um, you got faith in this coach to to turn the you know identity and the character of your team around. Don't don't give away a weapon. You know, just easily trade away a weapon that you know you know has the potential to be uh, top notch in his position. Okay. And, and let me let me let me say this too, because last year y'all clowned me from pillar to post, head to toe about Jacksonville, and they weren't that far off. And now you look at them, they might be on the cusp of something. So I'm gonna say this: this year's Cleveland team could be last year's Jacksonville team. Be competitive and surprise y'all. Just watch. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be simply because I actually have. I actually like Hugh Jackson. And I saw, and I liked what he was doing with the Raiders before Reggie McKenzie kicked him on out of there, you know, partway yep. through the season or whatnot. Yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if Cleveland turns around and, and is actually a competitive team and, and got and got things going. And and I was one of those who was not a naysayer of you on Jacksonville, just for the record. Oh, oh, oh look, for the record, I was, and they finished five and eleven, one game better than Dallas. <laughs> I mean, I don't know where all this. I wasn't saying saying they were going to go undefeated. What I was saying was this. They're not going to be the laughing stock of the league. And they weren't. Just about every single game they were in, they were competitive. All right. Hey, that's great. But 5-11 is 5-11. But 1-101 is still 5-11. I mean, they, they, you know, um, you know, you know what? I know somebody who will say it better than me, man. I know somebody who will say it better than me. Okay, hold on, hold on. Here we go. We just uh, the Bears are what we thought they were. They're what we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's bullshit? Bullshit. We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Well, Danny Green, rest in peace. But also Bill Belichick thinks that third game is bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) 
You know, so I mean, Jay, with all the love in my heart, my brother, man, I mean, 5-11 and 11 is still 5-11, and 11, man. You know, I mean, you could say they were more competitive and they were, you know, but, you know, it's just, you know, it's it's nothing to it's nothing to uh, you know. It's still five and eleven. Bro, Hello, you know. You play to win the game. <laughs> <laughs> you don't play it to just be competitive. You don't play it for a fantasy staff for Blake Bortles. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah, we all kind of do. <laughs> Um, here, let me help you out, K-Star. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You're going to play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. Yeah, hey, K-Star, that was pretty good, uh. actually. And just to bring some context to my point, they were 3-13 a year before and 4-12 and the year before. So, I mean, you know, I get it. Maybe they were a little more competitive in some of their games, and maybe this year they'll seek the benefit of some progress. But at the end of the, at the, end of the year, they did what I thought they'd do. They had a losing season. They had a losing record. And they were not overall that impressive where I was like, wow, look out, you know. No, we'll see what happens. Um, um, Maybe I'm a year early, but the eye test was telling me that this is a team on the rise. Well, I I, I will tell you this. More more sooner than later. Well, let's see. Let's see. Um, But let me let me say let me let me say this right here about Cleveland. Um, You know, guys, I'm sorry, but. We don't have a lot of precedence in this league where a guy gets suspended more than once um, for the length of time that Josh Gordon has been out of the league and come back and tore this league up, you know, for, for um, uh, drug, uh, you know, for uh, P, um, drug violation there, performance-enhancing drug or, uh, you know, whatever, whatever the specific policy is that, that he broke um, um, more than once. So, yes. I agree that 2014 or 2013, actually, I believe, 1,600-yard season, and I agree that at that point in time, this guy was the truth and on his way to being elite in this league. No question there, no doubt. I don't buy that he's going to play 16 games. I don't have any faith. I don't. So number one, I, I don't I don't see him coming through. I think he's going to end up being out of the league, and it's time for good, because I have no faith in him. And secondly, um, I have a lot of love for RG three and how he handled the situation in Washington. I so respect when in a league where Cam Newton can't give a post game press conference after they lose without looking like he needs medication. I completely respect another Heisman Trophy winner like RG3 and what he went through where I thought he got a raw deal and he kept his mouth shut and was a good soldier. And even to this day, he doesn't go back and bash that team. I tell you what, I have a hard time saying anything bad about a guy that shows that level of character. But that said, (laughs) he's injury prone. Okay? (laughs) You know, he... 
I like him. I respect him. But y'all think he's going to play 16 games? So I don't see Cleveland doing much when RG3 goes down again, and he will, and Josh Gordon fails another drug test, and he will, and now what you got? Now what but, you got? But, T, you, you, you forgot you got a top 10 uh, player in the league at left tackle, and Joe Thomas protecting him, so you never know. <laughs> Hey, that's actually true. That's actually true. Actually, <laughs> Wait, Joe Thomas doesn't even play for what's name anymore. Hey, he does. Are you sure about that? Yeah. So I thought he left. No, you might be thinking about the tackle from St. Louis for a number of years, Jake Long. Mm-mm. I'm not, but I'll check. Uh, yeah, yeah that, I just that, now, The more you talk, is he still there? It says current team Cleveland Browns, 31 years old, okay. offensive lineman. Um, he's protecting six, somebody. Six. Yeah, so he's still there. Okay. Back to what you were saying about Josh Brown. Or, um, um, Josh Brown, I like you call him. Um, Josh, um, tell me. Gordon. Gordon. Gordon, thank you. Go- going back to Gordon, let's, let's turn that question back to you that we had talked about. 10, 15 minutes ago, what would you do if teams were inquiring about Gordon, given your statements on what you just said about him? I, I think you've, you've played it out this long. You, you've got to ride it through now. You've gone through the worst. I would keep him because you've gone through the worst. The time to let him go, if, if contract allowed and you weren't going to get killed, um, you know, has passed. So at this point, yes, I would give him a shot. I just don't have any faith that he's gonna that he's rehabilitated and this isn't gonna happen again. I don't have that faith, but I don't blame them for keeping him because and again, this is not even knowing what the contract is, but hey, you you, you wrote him through the bad times, so now it's time for you to guys get some benefit from his performance, potential performance. So yeah, I would keep him too. Absolutely. Um, you know, and 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 I commend the Browns for sticking with him through this because I can tell you a lot of teams wouldn't. You know, I mean, we talked about the Olympic swimmer. I mean, those, 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 uh, Speedo and those companies, man, Ralph Lorena, they jumped off that bandwagon. What? He did what? We're out. Man, <laughs> hey, we no quick time. as a hiccup. You know, man. Um, Didn't even so I commend the Browns. I mean, just gone. Yeah, I commend the Browns. I think, uh, who's over there? Ozzie Newsom still over there, or is he with the Ravens? He's yep. with one of them. I think he's Ravens. I think Ravens. he's over with the Ravens. He's with the Ravens now. So, well, who's ever over there making the player personnel decisions, I commend them. I, I'm a firm believer in giving people chances if, if they've earned it. I don't know. In all fairness, I don't know what he's done over there as far as offseason counseling. You know, they, I don't know. So I'm speaking off of historically in the NFL when a guy has been – I mean, this guy in 2013, yes, Jay is right, 1,600 yards. In 2014 – 300 yards, okay, suspended. 2015, suspended for the year. So that's two major suspensions. Um, And in the history of the NFL, when a guy has been suspended twice like that for um, um, uh, failing a drug test, it it is unusual for them to come back at that level. It's unusual. It's rare. 
and I would challenge anyone to prove me wrong that 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 person isn't going to fail that third drug test. It's, it's unusual. Uh, Ricky Williams running around talking about if, if I could smoke weed, I'd be a Hall of Famer. Or I'd, you know, whatever. Shut up, Ricky. You know, um, so I hope on his like own power plant young, workout facility. Well, yeah, yeah you know, I, I'd like to see the man do well. I think if 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 RG three can stay healthy, which I question, um, I think that could be a deadly duo right there. But that 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 remains to be seen. All right, good one. All right, all right. Dr. Train, I've got my numbers. Hear that? Those are my numbers. They're in a box. I got my names, Cliff. All right. So am I, I picking the number first? So this way, I think yep. that's what we do, right? Wait, there's no way. Yeah. You know, I, I can't. I can't. Oh, oh, Miss T. Oh, number one. Hey. You know, so, all right. Right. So, right. So you pick right. the number, and I'll, I'll pick the name. All right. I'm picking the first number. And for everybody out there listening, we do this every year. This is the EAFL Fantasy Football Draft. Um, um, I, I guess I, I don't really do much anymore, but I'm a, I'm a kind of a quiet co-commissioner. With uh, I'm more of like an honorary figurehead because I started the EAFL, but Train really does all the, all the heavy lifting. So you know, but we do this together every year and uh, 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 live draft for draft order. Bronzel, you listening? See how simple this is. Although don't change it now because I got. Okay. First number is I'll be doggone. Number one. Holy snap. All right, man. Favorite these names. I'm a very honest guy. Well, what was the what was the word I, I was spending about last last? What was the word we call that? Humble. Yeah. Humble. And the first pick actually goes to Bad Boy. Bad Boy. EAFL veteran, Bad Boy, a.k.a. Vinny. That's his real name. All right. Vinny gets the number one pick. Yeah, that's his real name. All right. Um, uh, all right. Let's shake it up again. And I'm going to pick another number. And this is number four. Fourth pick in the AFL 2016 AFL Fantasy Football Draft goes to Southwest Side Thunder. Good friend of mine. Yeah. Yeah. That team name was originally... that, That team name was originally... That was Vince, young Vince, who is no longer young Vince. He's something else now out in the Madden world. Um, he's a he's a different character. <laughs> he's a different character. Um, I'll just leave it at that. I'm just gonna be nice. I'm just glad I don't have to I don't have to worry about these guys no more, man. The Madden community ain't never gonna change, man. It's never gonna change. I love reading the stuff online, but I'm so glad I'm removed from it. I can just read it, laugh, and move on. All right. Next. Number 12. 12. Near near the bottom. Not at the bottom, but near the bottom. And the 12th pick in the 2016 AFL Fantasy Football Draft goes to 
Brooklyn Wheel, a.k.a. Fastball. Fastball, another EAFL veteran. Um, preacher. Preacher now. He's a know. preacher? He's a preacher. Well, yep. How come he can't ever read the, the emails and the, and the freaking website and stuff, man? Dude, I always I ask you the same thing I post, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. He's a good dude, but sometimes he's a couple sandwiches <laughs> for the picnic, but he's a good dude. But I ain't going to say that to his face. He's a big boy. Okay. Been a lot, he's been yeah, a lot of time yeah. in it. <laughs> yeah. right. But 12 ain't a bad spot because the draft snakes. So on the back side, you're getting the third pick. So that's not a bad spot. Uh, yeah. All right. Next number. Number seven. That'll be that'll be me right in the middle. <laughs> that'll seven. be me. That's, that's a horrible pick. Seven and eleven. So seven pick in the 2016 ESL fantasy football draft goes to little big brother Jay. WSB, ah! right? Man, T, you done gave me the KOD, you big dummy. Yeah, that's that's Because <laughs> you know. if you said it's going to be me, I knew it was going to be me instead of you. You know, this, uh, when we used to do, when we used to do um, team drafts in the EAFL train, remember? Uh, remember draft for teams? And I would do, oh, I, I would do, a, a, did it on AOL first. We would go into the chat room, and then it, it it blossomed from there. But back in the day, we would draft for teams. Yeah, I know for it was a long league. time. Yeah, for our league. Yeah, for our Madden league. Yeah. That was awesome. All right. That was, that was, yeah, that was some good time. All right, JP's got number seven. I'm sorry I jinxed you, but you know it is what it is. All right. Um, <laughs> next one is number five. Number five, not too far from the top, close to the middle, away from the bottom. The fifth pick of the 2016 EFL fantasy football draft goes to North Memphis, my boy Carlo. Ah, Lowe's, okay. Yeah, he might like that. All right, number five goes to Lowe's, all right. All right, next number is... Number two. Number two. Number Come on, two. give me commission. Give me commission T on this one. I take this one. Come on, baby. The second pick in the 2016 EFL Fantasy Football Draft goes to, well, he is a Dallas Cowboys fan. Guaranteed. Give it Who was it? Jerry Kidd. Oh, okay. He's another good okay. friend of mine, man, from from Tia. He's a, he's a Cowboys fan, though. Yeah, I know he's a Cowboys fan, but I don't care right now. Okay, anyway. Um. <laughs> no love. All right. Me... Yeah, no, nah, he ain't got no love. Okay, moving right along. Uh, all right, here we go, Jay. Don't worry. Don't worry, JV. This one's number eight. Come on number with it. Eight? Number eight. Eight pick in the 2016 NFL Fantasy Football Draft goes to... Bama's the first Bama. EFL Hall of Fame. EFL legend. Another original member of the defunct EAFL. 
And a uh, pretty good Madden player in his day. I don't know if he's still on the sticks or not, but back in the day, actually was the one who won our first EAFL uh, crew uh, crew versus crew tournament back back in uh, a while back, <laughs> but he won. Oh wow! Um, had had some skills back in the day. Okay, nice guy. You said that was number he's eight, ma- right? That was number eight. Yeah, I think he's married now. Okay. Nice guy. Nice he's guy. married okay. now. <laughs> I think he's married. Now. Yeah, number eight. All right. Um, all right. Number three. Number three. Last chance to be at the top, Pete. Yeah, I know. This is it, Third man. Pick. I give up after this. So the AFL Fantasy Football Draft 2016 goes to Two-Tone Blue. That's another friend of mine out of Nashville. Why Why does, why does turning into the, the, the Dr. Train League? Yeah, it's a friend of mine. It's a friend of mine. It's a friend of mine. I ain't <laughs> Right? It sounds like Oprah. Everyone's you know a friend. What, like my God! No, no, that's Stephen A. Smith. That's Stephen A. Smith. Everybody, you, hydraulic for you, for all my friends, hydraulic. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm gonna pick another one. I'm getting disgusted right now. Okay, number fourteen. I feel okay with that. Is that you know it's snake. So fourteen. Snake it. Number fourteen. You know. Fourteen pitch of the 2016 EFL Fantasy Football Draft goes to. Bitch. Yours truly, Monsters of the Midway. I'm going to own it all this year. Dr. Train. Yeah. First round and top of the second round. Okay. <laughs> Wait. Did you rate the show hard? <laughs> I just wanted to say this real quick. All right. Obviously, the Steelers with this game. They're one defense, uh, total yards and scoring, playing most, one of the most anemic offenses in all of football. Uh, the ankle for Big Ben is a lot better than what it was uh, against San Francisco, which is definitely uh, good news. But uh, while we lost Leonard Hall, you know, again, uh, Mike Wallace and Antonio Brown, two prolific receivers for us. Uh, I just don't see how, you know, Tim Tebow and the Broncos can match us point for point uh, at, at mile high. Um, again, that offense is just horrendous to begin with, and they're playing against number one defense in the league. Uh, Troy Polamalu, Jim Sears, Lamar Wilkins, the country, Tim Tebow. I love you, but not this Sunday. Not this time. You know, I just realized I played that so many times. He called Mike Wallace prolific. <laughs> That's, hey, I was about to ask him now. I was like, I'm prolific hey, Mike Wallace he, now. <laughs> hey, man. He, yeah, at one point, at one point he was. That's what happens. Yeah, and old, and old dollars better than death. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway. All right. Prolific. He's prolific. <laughs> He's prolific. He should have a prophylactic. That's what he should have. He's prolific over this season. Okay. All right. We just did Dr. Train Monsters of the Midway at number fourteen. Next one is number ten. Meaningless number. That's going. That's going. You know, number ten. That's <laughs> After that great commercial break, <laughs> this is no yes, <laughs> of the 2016 EFL Fantasy Football Draft goes to, hey, you guys, he's he's prolific. He's something spectacular. He's our very own game star. <laughs> oh, yeah. You like that? You like that? 
<laughs> I did that for you. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What number was that? Number ten. Uh, number ten. <laughs> yeah, that's crappy. That's crappy. Yeah. That doesn't do it for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. That's okay. <laughs> All right. Next one. Number six. J J J P is number seven. I didn't get number eight, so I guess I'm gonna get number six because we almost out of numbers. Six yep. picks of the twenty sixteen NFL fantasy football draft goes to the omniscient one has finally did it. Yeah, I knew Your it. Your series, Krypton, number six. Way to go, T. Yeah. I figured you did yeah. it right. You keep that, that's that's yeah. even worse. No chance of that what you got. Yeah, um, you see, the problem here is now me and Jay are back to back. I knew it. We're going to be back to back. So one round I get to pick first, the next round he gets to pick first. We're going to be messing with each other all all night. Show, That's show, no, especially with the, with the first one. You're going to take the one I was about to take with the seventh pick. Hey, hey, Jay, I think, I think we need to have a conversation and come up with a way that we can both benefit since we back to back. Okay? I'm just serious about this. I, I'm, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying collusion, okay? You know, we in the middle of the – we in about the worst position you can be in. Okay, I said seven was worse. Six ain't that much better. Okay, so I think we need to talk. So instead of hurting each other, maybe we can help each other. You feel me? The collusion. This don't turn from collusion to collision. This some boo. Hey man, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Because if we do that, then you know what? Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm serious, man. We need to come up with a way. We could do this, man. We help each other out. Instead of fighting for the same players, man, we work together. Come up with a way to work together, man. I'm, give me, I'm going to give that some thought, man. I'm on to something here. I'm on to something here. Right. Where, where, where is Tim Donahue, that, that crooked referee from the NBA, at? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it's funny. This in a hurry. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Okay. All right, let's get through this, man. It's been a long day for me, man. I had a really long day today, and I'm tired, so let's let's finish this up. Oh, no. um, That's real. That's all real. right. Number nine. All right, ninth pick of the 2016 ASL Fantasy Football Draft goes to the Run It Up squad. Yeah. All right. Run it up. Run it up. Okay. Okay. Go. Yeah, I can't find is the, I don't know where it is, but the original opening is not listed anymore. I don't understand why it's not. It was here. I got to find it. Oh, oh, here it is. Here it is, the original opening. Here we go. Hold on. Okay, I have it. I said here it is. I like it too. That's actually um that's not copyrighted either. Actually I we can use that anytime we want. Um so that one's not copyrighted and the one we're using now isn't copyrighted, but the other one is 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 NBC. It's an old 
NBC one. They probably could care less because it's old. They don't use it anymore. Um, but, you know, so. All right. Next number. Number 11. The 11th pick in the 2016 NFL Fantasy Football Draft goes to Pimmer. Pimmer, fantasy football I monster. His, I know. I wonder what his game plan will be this year. Dude's a monster. Dude's a monster. Um, okay. All right. And last but not least, the number is... Unlucky number 13. Did we do four already? I guess we did. So yeah, we did I think four. the last pick, the main pick, number 13 of the 2016 NFL Fantasy Football Draft goes to our defending fantasy football champ, Little Giants. All right. Yeah. Little Giants, a.k.a. Nelly Now, a.k.a. Back in the Day, Tiki Sun 21. Another EAFL veteran. It's just nice to have me, Dr. Train, Pimmer, Los, Bama, Will. It's still a, a handful of original EAFL uh, football, Madden football guys back from like 06, 07 when we started the whole thing. Still hanging in there, uh, repping the EAFL name. Granted, it's a fantasy football league, but still, um, that, that's, just, that's just a good thing. Um, hey, does anybody anybody out there know how Coach K's doing? I don't care. Okay, um, so. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, well, you know, I, you know, I have never spoke to him again. Damn. You know that? Yeah, I've never. Spoke I, I, I kind of figured you have not. It was such a unfortunate fallout, but hey. Yeah, I don't care to ever speak to him again. I think he might still be like Facebook friends or something. Might be. I don't even know. I don't even look. I just. Don't care. I really don't. Um, I don't mm. care. I, you know, you know what happens sometimes. And I think K Star be the first one to admit to this. Sometimes when you get that deep in the madness, deep as I was, as deep as K Star has been, um, although K Star was on a on a on a different competitive level than me, um, I was very deep in the game. I was I was between the leagues I was running and working with MLG at the time and being a, being a referee at the tournaments and, and all of that, you, you, you kind of get caught up into that life and forget that it's just a video game. I mean, granted, there's guys yeah. making a lot of money playing the game, but they're making a lot of money. I'm not making a lot of money. And it really can consume you and be like, take over your life, you know? Yep. Um, and, and so I, well, I got let it a lot. Oh, dude. I mean, well, you know, you, you're now, you know, when you, you see now what grown folk have to deal with now when you become a father, yeah, man. It's just, <laughs> yeah. And that's what I was dealing with back then. And so when you have your own kids and then you're in the Madden community dealing with those kids, it's like, yeah, you know what? Nah, I don't want to deal with this no more. You know, I got my own kids and I got to deal with this garbage that I was dealing with. And um, Yeah, you were, yeah, nah. you were really patient. Yeah, yeah, looking at it now from this the same point, vantage point I'm at now, you're really patient. And a lot of you guys um, who did a lot of awesome contributions, like, I, I don't even know how you guys did it half the time, putting up with a bunch you of know, <laughs> You know, I you know, you guys are awesome. It was a situation where, um, and I don't really bring this up much and probably won't bring it up again all season, but real quick, it was a situation where 
I loved the community. I met a lot of good people. Philly Ron, NJ Rod. A lot of people don't like Rod. I ain't got no problem with Rod. Yeah, he's a little different, but I ain't got no problem with NJ Rod. Um, you know, the Madden Buddha himself, Bobby Storm, you know, uh, Thur- uh, uh, Thurman, um, you know, T-Boy. You know, the list goes on and on of, of really grown folk that I met that I really got to like. And then a lot of the players in the community, Dynasty back in his day, problems still wreaking havoc, but even back then, you know, um, Secret and, uh, you know, the list of K-Star, you know what I mean? The list goes on and on. I met so many, you know, RG and, um, you know, I can name on and on. And these, the guys, these are legends of the game. You know, these are, you know, I played in a tournament against Big Gene. Whoop me. Whoop me like he was my daddy. But I played. I can say I played Big Gene, one of the best ever. You know what I mean? So I, I, I enjoyed it. It was nice. It was different than anything I had ever done, and I really got involved. But then it got personal. It got petty. You oh, know, it got way yeah, man, it just, you know, and then when I got accused, and I won't even repeat it now on the air what I got accused of, it, that was it for me, you know. So now it's like, okay, it's time. This is, this is, I even read in the Madden World, Madden MWS page about this kid guy, K-Star, you might have saw it, lost his job because he yeah, said a that. slur on Twitter, and it got back to his job, and his job fired him. Yeah, from- Someone someone dug a tweet out, I guess, from 2012 or something. Um, which, yeah. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong, man. I'm a black man. I don't, I don't condone any of that. But this is, you know, like, Madden should stay Madden. Yeah, and that's crazy to me. Presented that to his job, then his, then dude loses his job over it, man. Like, people don't understand, man. This is skill. You know, this is this is people's lives messing around with here, man. Lucky that dude didn't, you know, come and find you and do something to you, you know? So that's why, hey, we got, we got, you know what I mean? Like, we got the show, we talk on football, we got fantasy football, and you know what? I, 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 I get my fix listening to K-Star. <laughs> K-Star can be the Madden guy for, for the Madden voice, so that's that. But, anywho, uh, okay, we're at the end of the show. Final thoughts. Let's start with Dr. Train. Final thoughts. Well, I will say, um, last comment on that on the uh, on that on that Madden league is that uh, honestly, T, you had, you had a you had a dynasty for the for 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 online Madden football. That was that was an empire of leagues you had that was ran very professionally, yep. solid rules, and yep. it was it was a, it was a hell of a lot of fun. And it expanded, and and guys had fun. People just got stupid. Other than that, um, third week of preseason. You know, it's supposed to be a dress rehearsal, according to Bill Belichick. It's not even close to regular season. I actually agree with him, you know. But it's still fun to see the ones against the ones for just a little bit longer. Uh, fantasy football draft is this weekend, Sunday, 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific, 6.30 Central, if you can't do the math. Okay. Uh, I'm not calling out any other time zone. But <laughs> y'all, oh, is y'all that eight? draft. 8.30 okay, yeah. I thought I saw six somewhere. Am I smoking something, or did you change? You are. It? I'm smoking something. Okay, all right. Probably, well, it's good. You, my boy, Le'Veon, hanging out. I, 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 I changed it. Early and Josh Gordon. I changed it early last week. <laughs> <laughs> Me and no, Le'Veon and Josh Gordon. He's going to get prolific Mike Wallace. Don't stop him, man. 
Yeah, prophylactic. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's, just, let's just throw all the 2011 quotes out there and have fun with that. Fuck you guys. Yeah, because we can. <laughs> the Madden voice, baby. This, this, that's what audio tape is all about. You know, you, 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 you know. A hey, fan, our guys are, a, a fan, a fan take at that. Uh, unreal. Unreal. Hey, you're, you're, you know what? You're right. There was one. I made one mistake being the omniscient one in all these years, and that was the Russell Wilson. Other than that, I've been right on point. But anyway, K-Star, do you have any um, <laughs> final thoughts? Yeah, just hoping that uh, no injuries come out from this stress rehearsal week three preseason, the uh, most entertaining preseason uh, week we have. And looking forward to these dra- so many drafts this weekend is kind of ridiculous. I am looking forward to all of them, and definitely the one Sunday night. Okay. Um, and last but certainly not least, the younger brother, JB. Any final thoughts? No, I can't wait for this draft so I can see if this seven is going to be a lucky number. And I'm also curious to see what the Cowboys are going to do about the uh, the backfield because Darius Jackson been kind of impressive to me, and he came out of nowhere. So they got a loaded backfield. I'm going to be curious to see what they do when the season starts. I, I will give you my opinion real quick. I think that um, uh, McFadden, going to go on uh, uh, non-football injury. And I think that gives him at least six weeks and it doesn't cost him a roster spot. So I think that keeps him on the roster, but not on the roster in case injuries happen. And I think they're going to try to keep everybody. That's what I think is going to happen. And I think they're going to go with two quarterbacks as opposed to three. Showers go to the practice squad. So that's what I think is going to happen. Okay. All right. On that note, as I hear Dr. Train back there doing what he does, I want to say thank you to Dr. Train, thank you to JB, and thank you to K-Star. And I really don't have any other thing to say other than, uh, uh, listen, guys, two more preseason games, one that kind of counts and one that really doesn't, and then we're off to the season. And y'all know how fast this season flies, so get your fantasy football stuff in. EAFL, send your money to Dr. Train. I changed that this year. Because I'm just so busy. Last year, in all honesty, I don't even know how long it took me to pay to pay Nell because I've been I'm just so busy. And he was very patient. And I'm like, okay, let me change and let Train handle the money this year. And this way, I know whoever wins, they'll get paid off pretty quickly. Cause I'm just busy, dude. So send Doctor Train your money. The, the instructions are in one of those emails. Uh, we'll see you Sunday night at the AFL Fantasy Football Draft. If you're in Bronzel's league, Saturday three o'clock. Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings if you're going live, and, of course, uh, NFL.com if you're doing it uh, virtually. So for Dr. Train, for JB, and for K-Star, I want to thank you all. We will be back here again next Tuesday night, same bat time, same bat channel. And remember here on the Madden Voice, all feuds are settled on the field. Good night, everybody.
Thank you.